Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Well, I'll tell you what. We should probably talk about the text today on this Text Talk conversation. Hmm. Uh, folks would probably enjoy that. I think they are enjoying it. I tell you what, it's it's so encouraging to get the emails and the and the letting people see seeing people how they're subscribing and sharing. We just appreciate it so much. Yeah, absolutely. It lets other people know where we are and helps folks find us. So we'd love for you to do that as well. You can email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org with questions or comments or anything you want to add or let us know what you're learning. We're going to keep talking about Psalm 12 today. Great. What translation you got? All right. So I'm looking at the CSB today, the Christian Standard Bible. Help, Lord, for no faithful one remains. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. They lie to one another. They speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks boastfully. They say, through our tongues, we have power. Our lips are our own. Who can be our master? Because of the oppression of the afflicted and the groaning of the poor, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will put in a safe place the one who longs for it. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. You, Lord, will guard us. You will protect us from this generation forever. The wicked wander everywhere, and what is worthless is exalted by the human race." So I really do enjoy it uh, when we're reading from these different translations. And one of the differences there in that one that jumped out to me was actually in verse 2 when it used the word loyal. Is that what it said? Let's see here. Well, verse 1, the loyal have disappeared from the human race. Okay, that's the one. The loyal have disappeared from the human race. I know we were talking about the idea of these lies and falsehoods being told to David, this Mm -hmm. idea of betrayal and flattery because of speech. Uh, and and you know to frame it up that way, there's there's no more loyalty. There's no there's no loyal people left on earth. Yeah, putting using the word loyal there, as I hear it, it makes me think about the verse a little differently. In the ESV, where it says the faithful, I uh-huh. guess because I because I normally think of faithful as about my relationship with God. Sure, I read that verse in the ESV as. Hey, there's nobody out there faithful to you anymore, Lord. But with the use of the word loyal, I feel like it's more about, hey, nobody's being loyal to me, the to king, me. anymore. Right, So right. And, of course, faithful could go that way. I, no, it absolutely could. And, 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 and loyalty loyal could go toward God. Toward I mean, God. But, but it is interesting how the use of those different words automatically puts a different picture in my mind, either of which would actually fit the psalm and either of which would ultimately get us to the same point regarding what the psalm is saying. I agree. But it's just interesting the picture that it brings up, the emotion. I actually like the idea of using the word loyalty more when thinking about my relationship with God. I mean, I I have to agree. I use the word faithful. I think about faithfulness. But loyalty is a a powerful word. Well, you know, I wonder if faithful is – it is – it's the – it's the church word. Mm-hmm. It's the word I've used. It's the word I've grown up with. And every time I hear it, it, it summons up pictures and images and ideas. Again, like I said a minute ago about my relationship with God. Yeah. And we don't use that word very often outside of the church context. I guess the one other place that we use it is when we talk about husband and wife being faithful to each other. Right. But all of a sudden, that makes me wonder. I mean, I live within 
the church circles. That's that's where I'm not saying I never get out of that. I'm not saying I don't talk to people who are outside of Jesus, but it suddenly makes me wonder if folks who aren't in church use the word faithful for that. Well, maybe not use it a whole lot. I'm thinking about when do I talk about loyalty or, or loyal? You know, I think about man's best friend. I think about <laughs> people talk about their dogs, right? Uh, or, or you know, my, my close friends and associates, a loyal friend. Loyalty is a, a prized quality in a yeah. friendship. I think I think the, this idea of loyalty, especially when it comes to the idea of God, I, I like to uh, I like that because Jesus is my king, mm-hmm. and so when I think in terms of king. I need to be a loyal subject, loyalty, right? A loyal citizen. Loyalty is really in that that uh, uh, neighborhood of, of that kind of thinking yeah. and idea and picture in my mind. I mean, faithful also works, but again, that's normally my, that's my church word. That's right. my relationship with God, whereas loyalty, you know, it, it fits so many I things. Put, but I put loyalty with allegiance. Allegiance, yeah. Allegiance to a king. Yeah. That's really cool. I may start using that word just a little bit more loyalty. We need to we need to work that into the uh, vocabulary there. Yeah. Um, so thinking about words, this uh, this um, section today, we're kind of drilling down on the concept of the words of the I guess the faithless, the disloyal, the liars. And then contrasting that with God's pure word. Yeah. God's refined word. Yeah. So we've really been peeling back layers at both ends of this psalm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that that first uh, statement, save, O Lord. Right. Okay, save, O Lord. And then after that, there seems to be th- these kind of layers around this poem where it started with just how awful it is because everywhere I look, there's just evil, wicked liars, flatterers, disloyal. They're just there. They're everywhere. And we see that at the beginning of the psalm. We see that at the end. We do recognize as we peel back that layer, we get to David calling on God to judge. And then at the end of the psalm, the faith that he is going to preserve. And and through that, of course, we'll be judging those who are attacking. When we peel that layer back and we move in, we've got this contrast of the lies Mm -hmm. versus the purified word. And it's not just the contrast of the lies. It's actually the, it's the contrast of false confidence and real confidence. So looking in, focusing in then, I guess, on verse four. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, who have said these are these people with these tongues that just ought to be cut out? <laughs> they have said. Just keep reminding us of that. We want to say that as many times as we can this week. <laughs> with our, I'm reading from the New King James. So this is going to sound different than what you read a moment ago. With our tongue, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? So there is a reliance on their own speech. Their own words, I guess the authority of their own um, what? Well, it's the false confidence. They, yeah. it's, the, it, it's basically this idea, I said it, it's true. Okay. I said it, you know, I, I believe it, I said it, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that confidence. It's, it's like uh, PMA gone amok. I have the positive mental attitude. I can name it. I can claim it. I'm going to speak it into the universe, and it's going to come back to me. It's, you know, all of this false teaching that gets passed off as if it's really spiritual, as if it's really almost godly and Christ-like, and it's and it's where you get in the nth degree with that false teaching of, I speak it into the world, and so it has to be true, and it's going to come back to me as truth. These guys wow. have all this false confidence in the world because they say things. I was thinking also of people that 
you know, it, it, how's the old saying go? If you repeat a lie loud enough, long enough, people will start to think it's true. They will start to think it's true. It doesn't make it true. That is exactly right. And if I if I say it to myself enough, mm-hmm. I'm going to believe it's true. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make doesn't it, make it true. true. I Look. Andrew, I, I get it. And I, I use affirmations myself. I think affirmations are, are a great way to help stay centered. There are things that I have to remind myself of. Yeah. Affirmations about my relationship with God, about the forgiveness that I have in Jesus Christ. These are things I have to remind myself of. And the reason I do is because these lies are all coming at me. And I've got to remind myself of truth. I hear we hear lies everywhere. We hear lies to you all the time, just like David. We hear them on TV. We hear them in the songs. We hear them in conversations. We hear them from our culture. And so, so I think affirmations are a good thing. And I'm I'm not trying to suggest that even when you get down into just you know working your job and your career goals, that affirmations aren't helpful. I I'm sure they are. But some of this stuff, especially when we try to put them on this spiritual level that if I speak it into the universe, it's going to come back to me. The secret of, of life oh, yeah, is if, I, secret, if yeah. I speak it into the universe, it's going to come back to me right. uh, and that sort of thing. I mean, here are people that that's what they think. They mm-hmm. have spoken it and it's going to be true. Mm-hmm. But as we've, as we've taken these onion layers back at each end of the psalm, we've got their confidence, but it is a false confidence. Then we have the Lord's confidence and actually David's confidence in the words of the Lord is that in verse six, where he points out that the Lord's word has been purified seven times. They are pure words. They are faithful, loyal, trustworthy. If the Lord says it, it is going to be true perfect words. And so we are not God. We do not just speak things into existence. No. No. Wow. I hadn't even tied this to creation yet, but you're right. Mm -hmm. Let there be light. And the Lord's word is so strong and so pure. When he says, let there be light, what happens? Yeah, there's light. There's light. He says, let the waters be divided. What happens? Mm -hmm. The waters divide. He says, "Let let the land come forth. What happens? Comes forth. When the Lord speaks, it happens. So explain to me this idea of purified seven times. What do you what do you think that means? Well, okay. I, we'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> I'm sorry that I asked a question that wasn't what you were preparing to talk no, about. No, it was a great question, but I, I had a comment to make where we were going that before. <laughs> and, and that is the level of self-deception that people think that their words are as powerful as God's oh. and as true as God's. I yeah. mean, we were talking a lot about lies and people starting by lying to themselves. This business about um, the being purified like, or purified by the furnace, purified seven times, I think in the biblical numerology, seven is the, the number for the divine. This is perfection. Um, and so the idea that there is... Um, there is nothing even questionable about the word of God. It is the purest silver, this finest metal. Okay, going back to that, yeah, the silver and the finest metal. How do you how do you purify metal? You heat it up. Um, it talked about burning it in a furnace, and so uh, the uh, impurities kind of rise to the top. They skim off 
that filthy uh, <laughs> impurity, lesser minerals, and and what's left then is this refined, purified silver. So we've got just here a metaphorical picture because it's not like the Lord used to be telling lies and used to be saying things that weren't true, but that then he went through some hardships and now his words have become a little bit more pure. And then he went through another one and then he went through another one. And finally now having been purified seven times, his yeah. words have become true. Yeah. That is not, that's not what David is getting across. He's saying that, look, here's what the Lord's words are like. They are so pure. They are like a metal that has been through the fire right. seven times. We we have put this metal in the crucible. We've put it in the fire and we have dragged the slag and the dross off of it. You, you can't get more pure than that. That's the Lord's words. You liars and you flatterers, you think your words are strong and powerful and you think because you've said it, it is so. No, mm-hmm. but the Lord now, that, that's what his word is like. Mm-hmm. That's what his word is like. Mm-hmm. And when your words are going against the Lord's word, mm-hmm. you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in trouble. And it's by that word then, uh, verse 7, as we talked about in our last uh, episode, you shall keep them, O Lord. You shall preserve them from this generation forever. Yeah, the Lord speaks his words. Okay, so what does this mean for my life? It means that when the Lord says something, I need to do it. I need to do it. When he promises something, you can take it to the bank, write it down. That's it. His covenant he keeps. He is faithful Mm -hmm. to his covenant. He never violates his covenant. He is loyal. He is loyal. Yeah, all of these things. I'll tell you one of the things I think it also means is that while I understand in the record of God's word in the Bible that we have, we we do have to study through and recognize that he was communicating to a particular culture. And so I know we have to keep things in their historical context as we learn from the scripture. But I have to tell you, the things that saved people in the first century, guess what? Yeah. Those are the things that save people today. Faith obedience, faithfulness to the covenant. The kind of life that he wanted them to live as we're reading through the Psalms, as we get into the New Testament, that's the life he's wanting us to live now. That's what he's saving us for. Yeah. Making us zealous for good works, the things that he called good works in the Bible, those are still the good works today. The value placed on honesty and pure speech, that our words would be more like the fathers and not like the liars. The things that he called sin. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, the things mm-hmm. in, the, in the New Covenant that we have, I, we understand there was a change of law from the Old Covenant to the New. Yes. And so I, I understand that. But what he calls sin in mm-hmm. the New Testament, look, that's just sin. Mm-hmm. It didn't change just because our culture decided to change on yeah. some things. Yeah, God's word is timeless and true. Yeah, any culture, any pure. place, any time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I just uh, am loving this Psalm 12. Look forward to uh, being together tomorrow and talking about it some more. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for this Psalm. Your word is refined, God, and we see it as precious gold and precious silver, precious to us. We pray, Father, that we might understand and stand upon its truth Your word is truth, Father. It sets us apart from the world and protects us from the lies and deceptions of the evil one. And so we pray, Father, that this day you might renew our confidence in you and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. 
Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well,